listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on this show. In today's legal landscape, it's more important for firms to be innovative when it comes to client development. And our topic today is strategic account management, and our guest is Sylvia Coulter. Now, Sylvia is the co-founding principal of Law Vision. She's widely regarded as one of the legal industry's most experienced sales, key client planning, and leadership experts. Her expertise includes working as a former strategic account executive and sales leader at a Fortune 50 company, a chief marketing and business development officer at two global law firms and a consultant and facilitator to firms across the globe. Now, even if you're not in the legal industry, you're still going to get some great ideas from this program today, from our interview, because a lot of the concepts that she talks about are malleable across industries. If you get something out of this, feel free to give us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast. Make sure you mention Sylvia by name. I know she'd appreciate that, and I would also. And as always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. I hope you get some great insight from my conversation with Sylvia today. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. I've got our special guest today, Sylvia Coulter, talking about strategic account management. Sylvia, thank you for joining me on the show today. Thanks. It's great to be here. I hope our listeners are ready to gear up and and learn some great stuff about Client retention and client growth, right? That's great. That's always that's always fun to talk about. And I like your perspective, strategic account management. And I like the depth of expertise that you and your colleagues and your firm have in that area. So kind of help me understand this. Let's start with some working definitions. When we say strategic account management, what does that mean exactly, Sylvia? So Scott, it really, you know, it's really in, in the legal world, firms often refer to it as key client management mm-hmm. or key mm-hmm. client planning in the accounting, consulting, engineering, architecture, mm-hmm, often mm-hmm. referred to as strategic account management. And yep. in the commercial world, generally, it's called strategic account management. And the reason why is because it should be a very key part of any firm's strategy, mm-hmm, right? This mm-hmm. is not an initiative. This is not a program. This is a way to go to market and retain and grow opportunities for revenue. So let me ask so, you this. Let me, yeah. let me ask you this. Have you ever seen law firms when you start working with them where they've never done anything like this before? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's many firms that still have not included strategic account management as part of their overall strategy. There are quite a few firms in fact, at the recent um, Thomson Reuters Marketing Partner Forum, which you may be familiar with, mm-hmm. I asked how many firms, and there are probably 400 people there in the audience, how many firms have a key client planning, strategic account management? Lots of hands went up. And then I said, how many initiatives, strategic account planning initiatives are working well, going really well? And 90% of those hands went down. And the reason why is because hey, let's do some key client planning. And we get a group of people together and we all talk about our knowledge of the client. And we look historically at, oh, well, we build so much this month or that. So year to date, 
but we're not really strategically looking at aligning with the client and how we can help the client with their business. Great. And so it's, you know, it's it, there's a lot to be done and there's huge opportunity. So I don't see it as a negative. I see it as a learning experience. And we're yeah. just at the beginning of the learning curve. Okay, good, good. I like that. Well, there's a lot we can talk about out of this. And the first question I have with you when you talk about aligning with the client, what does that mean for a law firm or a professional services firm exactly? So it really means understanding the client's goals and the client's strategic business objectives. Mm-hmm. And many, many professionals will say, I understand my clients. I know my clients. And yet, when we ask the clients, we have never, ever had a client say that their law firm understands their business. Never, which is amazing. Accounting, a little bit different. The accounting firm clients will say they're strategic partners with their clients and the clients of the accounting firms will say the same thing. Engineering, they're all over at architecture. So I think the opportunity is, you know, go network with some of your peers in these other professional service firms if you're in the legal market and really learn what they're doing with strategic account management. Aligning with the client, I kind of went off on a little tangent there, but aligning with the client really means understanding the client's business goals and associated tactics to those goals. And then what do we anticipate the legal needs will be associated with those? So now we're proactive. Now we're ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. We're helping partner, you know, elbow to elbow with the client do strategic planning. So what would be a reason why a firm wouldn't want to do that? Are they afraid that this might be too intrusive? Are they afraid it might be seen as too aggressive salesmanship? What do you think? I think they don't know how to do it. Yeah. I think that's one reason. I think they don't know how to do it. You know, what comes up a lot is, you know, this is my client, right? And I don't want to share that client. So that can come up. Compensation, the way the, the, you know, compensation can get in the way, especially in law firms. And What's the real opportunity here is what's the client spend? How much of that are we getting? And that the difference between the two is the huge opportunity, right? Huge opportunity. So be proactive. Number one, how do you do that? So number one, have a client meeting, lay it all out. We don't need volumes of research. You know, we need to know what's going on with the client. We need a copy of the client's strategic plan. Right. right. So, so oh, really? how so, do you get, so get that? that? Yeah, right. Yeah, how do you get that? You ask the client. And why would the client give it to you? The client would give it to you because you're their trusted outside counsel, right? And so they want you to know their business. They want you to understand their business. So number one, get a copy of the client's strategic plan. We've never had any client say, no, they don't want to share that. They will share that. Maybe they'll only share an executive summary, but they'll share the strategic plan or some aspect, key aspect of it. Number two, this is another integral part of strategic account planning, is who do we know and who do we need to know, right? So we know the IP counsel, we know the chief technology officer, we know the you know senior litigation counsel. But do we know the CEO? Do we know the CFO? Do we know board members? 
masters of this universe are the accounting firms. Yeah. They are masters at this, right? And I think that we have to realize that that's a little bit of a gray cloud to the legal industry, right? Because they're coming for those strategic yeah. accounts. That's right. And you see More a reason. The, yeah. And then some of the accounting firms are getting attorneys to join their team, you know, so they oh, can sure. be the, perceived as a threat, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. It hasn't happened yet in the U.S. so much, you know, but it will. And so, look, the, the demand for services, really for most professional services, accounting, you know, especially accounting and legal, is fairly flat, right? Mm-hmm. So how are we going to grow? We're going to steal share of wallet, right? We're going to steal somebody else's piece or we're going to steal somebody else's client. And so we've got to be strategically aware how to protect our client base against that. So that's firm-wide, Scott. Right. I think there's an opportunity, you know, for anybody who's listening, there's an opportunity like somebody might be sitting there saying, well, great, we have some key clients of the firm, but I'm not on one of those key client teams and they're not mm-hmm. my clients. Anybody can do key client planning, strategic account planning for their own clients. So it might not be, you know, Exxon or it might not be some major global corporation, but maybe you have a re- one or two really important clients for your practice and you can still put the plans and tactics into place Mm -hmm. for strategic account planning for your own clients. In fact, if there's any listeners who want a copy of our strategic account planning form, you know, just shoot me an email and we can can get it to them. Yeah. And we'll put your, all of your contact information on the show notes, Sylvia. So let me ask you this. Let's just say you're meeting with a new firm. Let's say they've got 50 to hundred attorneys and they've never done any sort of strategic account management before. If we could kind of get the big rocks in the bucket, so to speak, you're working with them, they're receptive, and they're going to execute based on your recommendations. What would be, besides get a copy of the client's strategic plan, besides making a list of who we know, who we need to know, what would be some other big rocks in the bucket that you would advise to them to really get started on this? So some other big rocks are the maximum number of people on a client team to drive the strategy, Scott. Not, you know, we understand there's lots of service people who could be on the client team, team, big team, but to drive the service strategy and the, I mean, the strategic strategy, we should have no more than seven or eight people on a team. That's it. Mm. So when we hear, oh, we've got 20 people on our blah, blah team, it's like way too many people, way too many people. So the team, the core team should be a co-chair or a vice chair. So a chair, Mm -hmm. a co-chair, a vice chair. Why? Because if the leader can't make the meeting, the next in line can make the meeting and run the meeting. The meetings Mm -hmm. need to go on, right? This is very strategic to the firm. Mm -hmm. Second, always take, not everybody should be a partner. We don't want people on the team who want to pitch the client. The clients don't want to be pitched, right? So really key to this whole thing is who are the existing service lawyers who have strong relationships with the client. And so pick, you know, four of those partners and then three or four associates and accounting managers. So the real key here is strategic account planning, just for 30 seconds here, not to bore anybody. 
was developed a long time ago by Xerox Corporation and IBM Corporation. And the real purpose of strategic account planning, of course, is to retain and grow these clients. And part of that means we need to have multi-generations involved meeting multi-generations on the client side. So yes, senior partners, maybe some you know older partners, and then next in line, mid-level partner, junior partner, senior associate, mid-level associate, and same on the management side, right, on the, on the consulting teams and uh, accounting teams. So a very important byproduct of these account management teams is to make sure we are introducing peer levels to peer levels mm-hmm. so that somebody retires. We're not introducing the next gen to the partner, the next gen person right away. We've got multiple contacts. That's right? great. And then That's great. Much, much better opportunity for retention of the client long term. Yeah, it kind of sinks those roots deeper into the ground, doesn't it, when you do it that way? Yeah. Yeah. So then let's say a firm is doing this and they're executing, they're having their meetings, they're seeing that this is actually working. They're growing closer to clients. Hey, here's a new matter that you got referred because they didn't know you did that or whatever it is. What are some of the pitfalls and danger areas firms should be aware of as they start developing strategic account management? Well, you know, on the client side, there's always politics, right? On the the firm's clients, there's politics. So we have to be aware of those relationships and the dynamics between those relationships, the law department, the, you know, the finance department and the, you know, people on the ground, right? So we have to be aware of the client's organization and all the politics. And we have to be aware of our own organization and the politics involved. And so, you know, some other things that I think are really important are being aware of the skeptics in the in your firm. And so how do you report success? That has to be upfront, right? How are we going to measure success? And how do we maintain momentum with these key client program? Well, key, I don't want to call it a program, key client right, strategies, right, right. right? How do we maintain success with this and report it out? And Remember, I said there's a core team, but the rest of the firm is still the team. And we pull in people as the client's needs dictate, mm-hmm. right? So we just have to be aware that we're always looking for opportunity. We're always looking for what the client is doing next, what's going on in their industry. And so if we're not doing that in the right way, it just goes flat, right? Yeah. Oh, we tried client planning. It didn't really work here. So we're not going to do it. You have to do it. Right. Right. You have to do it. So as a firm does this, what sort of key performance indicators should they be aware of or any other tells that can give them an indication that we are on the right path or we need to we need to make adjustments to what we're doing? Mm -hmm. So how many contacts do we have? And as we look at the relationships we need to build in that organization, how have we been successful at meeting new contacts in the organization and up the organization, right? So we want to meet senior leaders of the organization for more opportunities, right? So that's number one, number of new contacts. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things, but I'll just talk about the top ones. right. So obviously revenue is a a KPI, right? Revenue is absolutely. (laughs) Generally, you know, with success over the first 18 months of these strategies, you'll see 20 to 40% revenue growth. Mm. I mean, that's significant, right? And then it starts to 
peter off a little bit. One thing that needs to be measured is what do we hope to achieve in the next fiscal year of our firm with this particular client? And where's that business going to come from? And laying the groundwork for that, right? Mm -hmm. So revenue is always a key performance indicator, number of new contacts, which ultimately leads to revenue. Who's the competition? Are we grabbing, you know, what share of wallet are we getting? There's lots of databases out there that firms subscribe to so they can see who, which competitors are getting what work, right? So are we getting more of the work we were hoping to get? And then another one that's really important is have we, have we grown the relationships internally at the firm, not just externally, but Mm -hmm. are we involving more people? So there's a lot of studies that have been done out there that show that if you're in with a client in three or more practice areas, that the chances of client retention are very high. That's great. Right. And so we need to make sure that not only are we getting more revenue, but that revenue is, is spreading across practice areas as well. You know, I can see what you're talking about as a solution to the question of how does our firm grow? And I think law firms, because of reporting with the American lawyer, they feel that there's increasing pressure to keep a trend going up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a blip where, and I, and I talked about this on a previous show, where uh, law firms were forced to innovate with COVID. And I know there were so many negative things that occurred with COVID, and there was shock and awe initially. And then law firms realized they actually could pivot. And that's the word we got tired of hearing. <laughs> we actually could pivot and work from home. And, oh my goodness, we're actually executing more swiftly. And then the big question of, are clients going to pay their bills? I sure hope they pay their bills. They're going to pay their bills and they pay their bills. And then everybody saw a spike. And then law firms are standing on their desks, pounding their chest saying, we innovated. Well, they were forced to. And the expectation is the trend has to keep going up. But I could see what you're talking about. That can fill the gap for where's the growth going to come from. It's already in their offices. They just need Mm -hmm. to be smart about how to harvest that. I love that. I love that point, Scott, that you're making, because right now, law firms are in particular are focused on revenue growth in, I mean, I shouldn't say this generally speaking, but I think generally speaking, it's probably true. Uh, Revenue growth by increasing their rates every year, which they're still doing, and acquiring laterals with books of businesses, right? So those, I mean, that's okay if you can do that. And it all works out great, but they've you've got to start looking at the potential, right? The potential in the market and the potential is through account planning. It has That's to right. be. It's the only way to get there. And in fact, I think there will be a lot more pushback on the rates, maybe not at the very top with, you know, for bet the company stuff, right. but I was listening to um, a couple of weeks ago and I think it's on Thomson Reuters website and probably Georgetown Law website, but they did their joint state of the legal industry. And um, one of the people on the webcast was the general counsel for Fender Music Corporation. And he said, I have 600 lawyers. He said, Fender Music is in every single country, in every single, all over the world. And he said, I have 600 lawyers I deal with outside in every single country. And he said, how many of those lawyers do you think have called me to ask me about my business goals? Wow. 
And he said, zero. Zero. Now, to me, that's like blow away, shocking. So huge opportunity. You know, so there's like the expression low hanging fruit. Talk about low, this fruit's on the ground. Man. You know, you I know. Can just it's, go it's out there in your pocket. <laughs> it's already yeah. in your pocket. And so so figure out, I think, you know, the advice on how to how to do this is figure out who you know your top one or two clients are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as an individual practitioner and and put a plan around going out and talking to them about their business goals, how they do, what's the, what are the goals for the next year? What are the upcoming goals for the for the next quarter? And where are they year to date and how can we help? Yeah, that's and just that's, that simple conversation. Clients love it. Absolutely love it. They do. They do. And I, and I want to kind of summarize some things here shortly, but one point that I'll make when you talked about lateral partner recruiting, I think that law firms, when they look at that as a solution to get revenue this year, I think that's short-sighted. I don't think that's a correct perspective of it Mm -hmm. because lateral partner recruiting, it's not just the top line revenue that partner or group is bringing. It's the quality of the client relationships. It's the trust that that partner that he or she has earned over the past couple of decades with that handful of C-suite executives. That's what that new firm is getting. They're getting the trust. And then mm-hmm. from that trust, then you can harvest opportunities to service the client. And that's always been my perspective when I look at one partner going into another firm. Are they going to really appreciate what this partner has built in terms of that network? Not necessarily a network, but not just being a trusted partner, but an indispensable asset to that mm-hmm. client's growth, to that client's survivability. So I think yeah. it's I think you have to go deeper, you have to think deeper and be more creative, especially now. And I think you're right. It's I think competition is increasing. Firms are starting to get smarter about getting opportunities. And those firms that don't do what you're talking about, they are, they will mm-hmm. be at a disadvantage. So let me right. let me ask you this then. If we could summarize what you've talked about in three action steps that someone listening can take today to really get started, what would those three action steps be, Sylvia? I would say identify if it's your client as an individual practitioner, I would identify, or your practice as an individual, I'd say identify one to three clients that are important to you and to your practice or to your practice group, if you're a practice leader, or to the Mm -hmm. firm, and put together a very sophisticated strategic account plan for those clients. And don't try to do it for 10 clients because it's too many all at once. You've got to really get it right and then share the successes with the rest of the firm or the rest of the practice or others. The second thing is, and this doesn't really have a lot to do with strategic account planning, but it can envelop it. And that is everyone should be in touch. I don't care if you're a first through third year associate or manager or new engineer or new architect, everybody should have a list of at least 50 people they're in touch with constantly. Yeah. And con- well, constantly four times a year at a minimum, right? Four times a year have to be because 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you're going to see where those people land in their careers. And you're going to wish you stayed in touch with them. So start now. If you're 55 years old, that's okay. Have a list of 50 people and reinvigorate those contacts. So that's related because I also need to know on that list who are people I need to know at my existing clients, right? So that's where it intersects with strategic account management. And I think last, I mean, we have, you know, perfect segue. We have our strategic account book, 
Sam Legal, Turning Key Clients into Strategic Accounts. It was written by my partner, Steve Bell, a former global marketing partner from Grant Thornton, and also built a number of sales teams at Womble Bond Dickinson. And uh, so written by Steve and me. And you can get that on our website, lawvision.com. That's great. And we'll so put that link on the show notes. Suggestions. Oh, That's thanks. great. Yeah, we'll thanks. put that link on the show notes for everybody listening. And we'll also put your contact information there. And then tell us more about your offerings that you have for our listeners. What would you like for them to know besides what you talked about with your book already? Sure. Thank you. Well, I head up our business development practice. And so we really help firms with, I mean, our emphasis is law firms, but we work with professional service firms on anything from, you know, individual coaching and client development to client retention and client growth. So anything that has anything to do with driving revenue will help with on that side of things. And then on the bigger scope, Law Vision is, you know, our strategy group deals with everything that has anything to do with running the firm on the partner comp, partnership structure, M&A work, all those kinds of things. And then we have another group that focuses on practice group leadership, practice group Mm -hmm. management. And I think you know them, Susan Lambert's group there. That's right. And also project management. And so she's written a number of books as well on all those topics. So we sort of, you know, encompass everything that has anything to do with running a firm, except big infrastructure technology projects. We don't do that. Well, so leave that to the IT That's right. (laughs) That's a whole other world, isn't it? That is, yeah. Well, well, thank you for sharing your world with us today. You're masterful at what you do. And thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I'd love to have you back on the show. And uh, let's keep in touch. And thank you so much for being on the show today, Sylvia. Oh, well, thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.